0: Welcome to Small But Mighty, a podcast for kids by kids. We are going to talk about the ways kids can make a difference in the world. So if you are a kid who wants to spread joy, learn how to enjoy the people around you, or just convince your parents to buy the next toy you ask for, then this is a podcast for you. We, might, we may be small, but we can still do mighty things. Hello, Lisa. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited to talk about kids and music.
1: Very cool. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Mm -hmm. You're welcome. First, let's start off with you telling us a little bit about yourself.
1: Sure, uh, my name is Lisa McMahon. I'm a music teacher in the St. Louis area. I've been teaching uh, public school band specifically for uh, 15 years. I just started my 15th year. Um, I play piano and woodwinds. I'm a woodwind specialist, which means that I play flute, clarinet, and uh, saxophone. I teach middle school, so I teach students between the ages of 11 and 14, so grades 6, 7, and 8. And I also, play, um, I also play professionally in the area, so I get hired to play for weddings and that sort of stuff.
0: That's really cool.
1: Thank you, I think so too.
0: Why do you think music is important to kids?
1: Well, music is important to everybody, not just kids, but I think it's really important for kids to be exposed to a lot of different music because a lot of people think, and research is going to show us too, that m- there's a link between music and language. So just like when you're learning how to talk and you're learning how to put sentences together, the more words, you know, you know, the better you can speak and communicate with people. It's the same thing with music. So the more different kinds of music that you are exposed to and that you listen to, um, that just, it makes you a better listener and it makes you a better learner. I think.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Good. (laughs) When did you know you had a passion for music? How old are you? I'm
1: 10. You're 10. So I was a little bit younger than you are. So I started playing piano. I started taking piano lessons when I was nine years old. Mm. I always liked music. I always liked listening to music and singing and, uh, and just being around it. But when I, for me, it was when I actually started playing, when I started learning about an instrument and, and uh, performing. That's when, that's when it really kind of sparked something for me. And that's when it was like, wow, this is really, really cool. And that's kind of what did it for me. So I started at nine and I'm 39 years old now. So I've been, I've been playing music for about 30 years.
0: That's really cool. And yeah, I really like music too and like listening to it. Very cool. Now, did
1: you, uh, I think your mom said that you started orchestra this year? What do yes, you think?
0: The violin. Do you like it? Yeah. Is it hard? No. No? Very cool. Does it matter what type of music kids listen to?
1: I love this question, I love this question because the short answer is yes and the long answer is maybe. So the the long answer for that is um, it's important, just kind of like we're talking about language where you want to have as many different words and as many different um, uh, things in your brain so you can put together a sentence, it matters the different kinds that you listen to. So if you listen to Bruno Mars, he's a really, really cool artist but there's a lot of things that are out there that sort of sound like him. So you want to listen to Bruno Mars and Mozart. And then you also want to listen to Project Trio. And then you might also want to listen to you know some other stuff. So um, it matters in terms of the variety. So you want as big of a variety as you can possibly get. Hmm, that's interesting.
0: What about playing an instrument? Is that better or worse than listening to music?
1: Well, I'm going to use my flute to kind of demonstrate this a little bit, okay? I'm going to use my, my flute and my iPhone, if I can figure out where that is, okay. Here's the biggest difference, and I'm going to talk about um, what I see with my students. Playing an instrument versus listening to music is going to use different parts of your brain, okay? So the part of your brain that listens for language is the same part that likes to listen to music. But playing an instrument is going to actually use your fingers, and it's going to actually use part of your part of your body, right? So um, it, it's it's different because it's gonna, it's like making those two different parts of your brain talk to each other. So the part of your brain that like does language and knows how to speak and that sort of thing, and the part of your brain that tells you to move your fingers, right? Those two things have to work together to play an instrument. So what my students struggle with sometimes. So this is my flute and you've got keys that you push down here with your finger. Do you see it moving like that? Yeah. Up and down, right? I have some students right now that are having a hard time with this part. They know where their fingers go, but they have a hard time with actually pushing it down. Do you have any idea why that might be? No. Because it seems pretty easy, right? It just seems like apply a little bit of pressure and that thing is going to move. But here's why I think that's kind of hard. Here's why I think that's ha- kind of hard for some people. Because we're used to these, right? Yeah. Do you really have to push down very hard on these? No. Nah. No, you just have to do that and then it opens up, right? So yeah. a, lot of, a lot of my students, they're learning a lot about that part of their brain because they can't just tap it, right? They can't just touch it. They actually have to apply some pressure and feel that. And so that's a little bit different. So that's kind of a complicated answer to a really simple question, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) So basically, if they're playing an instrument, they're using different parts of their brain that force the language side, the music side, and the body parts. It forces those to kind of talk to each other. So it forces us to learn while doing something that's really, really, really fun. Mm -hmm. That's my long answer for that.
0: Mm -hmm. What about? What are some things we can learn from being exposed to music?
1: A lot of different things. Um, it depends on, again, what you're listening to. Um, some, it's uh, language. So you can, I don't, I don't think you can learn to speak another language by listening to different kinds of music, but you can get a sense for uh, what different languages can sound like. Um, and I don't wanna go too far down the, the path of classical music because I think one of your questions is gonna talk oh. about we listen to when we're studying but um, a lot of music has to do with math too and so the more that you hear certain music that has patterns into in it um, it actually can help you um, it can help you see different patterns in math equations so it could actually help you with your math homework kind of crazy
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's crazy is it true that if we listen to music while at, we're at school or while studying, it will help us learn better?
1: So here's what science says. All the musicians say, absolutely, music will make you smarter, right? But the science actually says, there's a link between those two things, but it's not necessarily one causing the other. So if I listen to a whole bunch of Mozart, I make smarter. But the way classical music is, the way a lot of classical music is, it's set up in patterns, So if you're listening to something that is all about patterns, then it's gonna help that part of your brain think about what you're looking at on the page. And so you're gonna be able to see patterns a little bit more. So it doesn't make you smarter, it just makes you pay attention more to what it is that you're actually doing. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, that is interesting. What are some good resources for learning more about music?
1: there's a couple podcasts that uh people can uh can can listen to or shows that they can watch that sort of dissect a little bit about um how songs are made up or how you can start to get interested in classical music because classical music's kind of hard to get into if it's if it's not like your thing right so the first one i want to talk about it's actually on netflix it's a documentary that's on netflix um, and it's called song exploder which makes it sound like they're putting music into a bomb and that's not really what it is. So when they talk about uh, Song Exploder, it just came out like in early October and there are a bunch of interviews with, uh, with artists like Alicia Keys is one of them and they basically take one of their songs and they'll talk about the different parts of it. They'll say, okay, the lyrics came for, the words came first for this one, but then this one I wrote the music first and then the words came after. So Song Exploder is one that I've started to, to watch a whole lot and they don't stick with just popular. Uh, artists that they, they go, they go older. They go like rock and roll and that sort of thing. So that's kind of a good way to to, to start. And it's a, and it's on TV, so you can kind of sit on the couch and and watch and listen to it that way and learn some uh, some things about music. Another one that's actually just a podcast, kind of like what you're doing. It's called Sticky Notes. Sticky Notes: The Classical Music Podcast. I really like this one because it skips around a whole lot. Um, With different kinds of classical music and it talks about like one time it'll talk about Mozart, which is Kind of a deep dive like you really have to like classical music to 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 appreciate a lot of that stuff. But then it will also talk about popular music and it'll talk about folk songs and it'll talk about um, Sometimes they talk about Christmas carols or something along those lines and they kind of go down the rabbit hole of history. So they'll talk About where it came from where the words came from. Um, That's what I like that one a lot and I use that one a lot with my students. If we need a bit of a brain break. So if we've been playing our instruments for a really long time and they need to, you know, take a break from uh, having an instrument on their face. um, Sometimes we'll throw on a podcast and and, and listen to that. So that's sticky notes. It's a classical music podcast. I really like that one. Um, Molly, do you listen to a whole lot of music. Mm, Yeah, yeah you have any do you have any bands or any groups that you like to listen to uh, no
0: I don't I just really like to listen to any kind of music
1: I'm going to give you one that I want you to check out okay because okay. it involves involves violin actually there's a there's a group called black violin and you should check them out because you'll really really love them it's a violinist and then his uh buddy plays viola and then they work with a dj who like spins a whole bunch of beats and stuff like that, and then they rap over the top of it. They're both classically trained, so, like, they were in orchestra all throughout middle school and high school, but now they're, like, rock stars.
0: Hmm. Black. should be Violin. sure to check that one
1: out. Yeah, Black Violin, you'll really, really, really like, that, like them. And I've seen them live a couple times. They put on a really, really good show. Um, the thing that they do that I really think is awesome, at the end of their show, they always have... Um, they always have... String students that are your age or maybe a little bit older from local schools in whatever town it is that they're doing their concert for and they have them join them on stage, like for a big finale type thing. So it's really cool because then you've got people that are your age that are in their school orchestras and they get to perform on stage with these big famous people. It's really really Cool. So black is one of them that you should check out. Um, I'm a flute player. And so I like this group called Project Trio. Um, so it's a flute player, and then he is with a cellist, he, a guy that plays cello, and then a bassist, um, and they do they do a lot of really fun stuff. Um, yeah, so Black Violin Project Trio, you. you should check you should check those two out, and make your parents listen to them too. So- okay, I will.
0: And thank you so much for joining me, and thank you for your time. I have one last question for you. If you could go back and talk to your nine-year-old self, what would you what advice would you give?
1: Do you know what year I was nine years old? I was nine years old in 1990, so a long time ago. If I had to go back and talk to my nine-year-old self, my nine-year-old self was just getting really, really excited about um, learning an instrument and learning how to perform and how to play different songs and that sort of thing. I would say to my nine-year-old self, you know how you can sit down at a piano and work for hours and hours and hours and you 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 learn a whole lot from doing that i would say to my nine-year-old self you should do that with everything you should work that hard with everything because you could probably do pretty much whatever you wanted so Mm. i would advise myself to work as hard at everything else as i did uh at learning how to play an instrument
0: that's some good advice I hope you guys enjoyed listening to Small But Mighty. We post a new podcast every Tuesday and Friday. We may be small, but we sure can do mighty things. Subscribe and keep on listening.